Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. You've tuned in to I Work For Him, the mouthpiece of the faith and work movement. We are your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We are, and I am so excited to reintroduce our listeners to our YouTube channel, Jim. Um, Especially in light of thinking about who our guest is today, we actually have a lot of video clips on our YouTube channel of Office Pride franchisees from all across the country. And what a a fun way that somebody could scroll through our YouTube and see some of the different owners and hear a little bit of their stories. Um, to be intrigued that goes that's going to go along with today's conversation. So I just thought I would put that out there. YouTube, you can find us. I work for him. I work the number for him. You know, when you've been doing something for almost 30 years straight, it's easy to get lazy and unmotivated. It's also easy to get sloppy and unintentional, doing the same things over and over again. Even if you're successful, can sometimes lead to boredom and disconnectedness. But not for one Tampa Bay Kingdom franchising company. That's Todd Hopkins. Todd Hopkins is more motivated than ever to build up his teams and encourage and equip them for the decades ahead with a fresh vision with seven pillars for a zooming ahead mindset. As always, Todd is deeply committed, is a deeply committed Christ follower. So these pillars are based on Todd's walk with the Lord and the scripture he feasts on each and every day. Todd Hopkins, thanks for being back on I Work For Him. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Good to see you. Well, and we're super excited about what you have just shared with your retreat people. Now, let's just, before we even get into this, let's talk about this. You hold a retreat, an annual retreat for your franchisees around the country. You hold yeah. that. Why do you do that? What is, it's like a conference, but it's totally different. Well, we we love getting together. And as, as you guys know, because you gotcha. spoke at last year's retreat, you did a marriage seminar at a, at a business retreat, which was pretty cool mm-hmm. at one of our breakout sessions and our franchisees love that. Um, and so we always meet once a year, typically in September. And, and um, this year we couldn't do that. We, we've met virtually and we were able to uh, create a wonderful situation with some great speakers and uh, put together an experience with record attendance. Actually, that's what's amazing is we had more people attend virtually because some folks um, would always find it hard to do the travel. So uh, it was um, it's great. So I uh, we do it because of continuing education reasons. Uh, we want to help our franchisees keep their edge. We want them to be sharp. Uh, we're always trying to add value. Uh, we're a, we have a culture of learning, and so the retreat helps foster that. And uh, but even virtually, we create an environment where they can engage with each other and have some fun. So, what do you see happen every year when you bring all those leaders together, whether it's in person or virtual? Um, what do you see happen um, with all those leaders all being together? Yeah, well, of course, uh, when it's in person, they're sitting around tables, they're waiting for uh, meetings to start, and they're pouring into each other and they're learning ideas. So sometimes your best ideas come when you're sitting around and just visiting. Uh, but but you can create those type of experiences virtually as well. Uh, so uh, what I see happening is it just reinforces culture. It they. They love each other and they like to spend time with each other. And they like, even now, uh, we like to see each other on the uh, Ring Central video or a Zoom type platform. We use Ring Central and uh, it's, it's a good thing. 
we did a, awards presentations, uh, still by surprise, but we would do them in smaller groups of maybe a dozen folks would be on the uh, video conference call. And we would recognize our special award winners and, and uh, make it real special. And then we posted those so people could watch them on our intranet or what we call the Vine. That's where our franchisees stay connected. And so everything was super meaningful. It all worked, and we're very thankful. What's really cool, as Martha and I got to you know experience the whole Office Pride franchise retreat last year, is that it's really like a family reunion. You guys create yeah. an environment that is, I mean, it's like, oh, hey, we've all been working really hard all year long. Let's take a breath. Let's talk to some friends who are in exactly the same battle, maybe in a different part of the country, but you're in the same battle, and you so you know. You understand, and Dot. I think that this year, more than any, that had to have been so powerful because your your whole organization had to pivot. You guys had to make some major changes and adjustments because offices were closing, but manufacturing didn't, but everything needed to be cleaned. What was the biggest pivoting challenge that you guys had as a franchise organization having to do with COVID? Well, we, we made a lot of uh, pivots. I mean, it was March 8th. I remember it was the first time I wrote in my journal any uh, thing that related to the coronavirus. And specifically, I, I was writing things like, you know, coronavirus is all in the news. There's been 19 deaths in the United States, 150 in Iran, 145 in Italy, 6,000 in China. Uh, well, I was kind of making my comments about what, what could potentially happen in terms of uh, – you know, getting political and all kinds of things. Uh, but from an office pride standpoint, we're sitting here thinking, how does this relate to us? In other words, who do you turn to for the backdrop and the history on how to do this? Nobody. It hasn't happened for a hundred years. So it was up to leaders to step up. Uh, we had franchisees actually in town for meetings. We called a town hall immediately that uh, March, uh, that week of March the 8th. And, and, uh, we got everybody together and say, here's what we're hearing. This is what could be happening. This is the way it may impact us. And we just started sharing and being transparent. And all of a sudden franchisees started stepping up and, uh, we had to become part of the solution. So it's all mindset. Do we let this happen to us or do we get in front of it and become part of the solution? We chose to be part of the solution and to communicate what we could do to help people. Our franchisees jumped right in, got resourceful. We started working the supply chain to get the PPE that we needed. Um, I'm really proud of everybody. I mean, it it wasn't easy, but everybody had to do their part. They were sharing ideas on these town halls about where they were finding uh, supplies. And we're kind of at the top of the chain, too, when it comes to some of these supplies. And it was hard to get some things, but everybody worked together. We got it done. Customers got served employees were protected you know that was the number one goal mm-hmm. do you know the answer to this question where did all the toilet paper and clorox wipes go that's what we want to know well uh, of course uh th- yeah so that you know it was interesting uh the media obviously uh jumped in there with this toilet paper thing and it's like are you kidding me uh because you know people didn't need it more right so uh, people started panicking and buying more, and then and then everybody ran out. Mm-hmm. But um, and now it's the price is still high, so it, it's it's kind of <laughs> crazy on the toilet paper. 
but that's one thing that people didn't want to do. Without. I just thought maybe you knew I, where it went. You know, I have a question for you. Um, I, I'm very curious about how this has affected like the confidence of your team and your franchisees in the sense that it, um, in the past, it's been very traditional that people don't want to see the people that are cleaning the office. And now you're super like you're that's like the the brand mark of a really great facility is that they've got people around cleaning. So yes. how has that affected the individuals you think um, across the different franchises? Yeah, so that there's a lot of questions there. So let me just, first of all, customers now, instead of wanting us to be invisible behind the scenes, come in late in the evening when nobody's around, they want us They want us to also now come in during the day and be seen because they want to build their employees' confidence that the place is being cleaned and disinfected uh, <laughs> properly. So that's been great. The uh, bar for the cleaning industry has been raised. We are doing our part to lead that effort. Mm -hmm. uh, to continue to raise the bar. So this, that's, that's been a good thing. Um, the confidence level of franchisees is extremely high. The morale is extremely high. The relationships they have with their customers, customers are better than it's ever been because they were in it together. Mm -hmm. The customers were coming to the franchisee saying, how can you guys help us? We want to do the right thing. And they together would then create a plan, uh, to help protect the employees of the customers. Uh, so, Really, customer relations are better than they've ever been. Our relationship with our franchisees better than it's ever been because we were constantly communicating. We were creating reentry plans. We were uh, uh, finding the electrostatic sprayers to make those available to franchisees so they could go out there and provide the cutting edge disinfecting services. Uh, mm -hmm. We have a marketing department creating flyers for them to use. So they could be on the front line making sure things were happening. They were finding people. They were keeping people employed, too. That was our message. Yeah. Keep your people employed. Go out there and provide extra services. Don't let this happen to you. Buildings close. That's one thing. But take those people and use them to provide the extra cleaning the other customers needed. So in most cases, uh, our franchisees kept their folks employed. And that put them in a much stronger position later as things started to come back. Um, we sent little video clips out, uh, two, three, five minute videos, updates. I was doing that two or three times a week, literally texting those videos to the franchisees' cell phones. So, cause if you remember back in March and April, the CDC, they would come out. It was, things Every were day changing. Changed, yeah. So much information. It was hard to process it all. What's the truth? What's not a lot of scam. And we would, uh, uh, disseminate that and send it out. Uh, what we felt like was the most critical things wow. for the franchisees to hear if they only had a few minutes. Mm -hmm. And uh, they greatly appreciated that. So tell us about the faith component through all of this. How was your faith challenged through this uh, this pivoting that you had to do as a company? Because uh, I know that you're a man that wakes up in the morning, you spend time with your Bible, you're journaling, you're praying. How, how intense was your prayer time during this time? Hmm. Uh, it got really intense. And, and you know, as I've gone through this, I'm thinking we really should welcome the opportunity to intensify our prayer life. Because, um, you know, if we can grow in our dependence on Almighty God, that's that's really a good thing. We we have a tendency to want to lean towards self-dependency. I know I do as an entrepreneur and a business owner. Uh, so I would say, you know, my relationship with the Lord has grown 
I realized that uh, I'm not in control here. Uh, in fact, control is an illusion. Uh, so the only one really knows what's going to happen, what the future holds is God. It only makes sense for us to pray and try to tap into his perspective on things. So that all intensified. Um, you know, I, 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 looking back, I appreciate the spiritual growth going through it. Uh, Satan was involved, too, because Satan tries to knock our legs out from under us. Right. And mm -hmm. he tries to put fear in our life. And there was a couple of days there where he got me pretty good. Jim, you know, I texted you during that time. Say, hey, I need some prayer here. Satan's hitting me hard right now. So there were a couple of days as, as much as I was trying, as much as I love the Lord, I trust God. Uh, Satan was saying he was putting, you know, I'm futuristic. So he has a way of trying to attack. And uh, sure. Um, so a couple of days, uh, but I haven't looked back since. It took me a couple of days mm. to get through that, but uh, I haven't looked back. And I appreciate your prayers and others that I reach out to. You, you, it's important to have people you can reach out to when you're in that crisis mode, right? That's right. It is. So for the last three decades, basically, you have been running this organization, Office Pride um, Commercial Cleaning. Tell us what you believe um, where do you see Office Pride going in the next decade? Well, we, uh, we're real excited. We're growing. We've added uh, depth to our marketing department. We've added a chief operating officer who we're thrilled to have, who's going to help uh, us get to the next level. Uh, so we're growing. During this time, we didn't let any employees go. We didn't cut pay. Uh, we've just been marching through. And uh, I see us uh, continuing to grow. I, I want to be leaders in the industry. I want to set examples. Our team, uh, we're a team of learning, uh, learners. We have a culture of learning. And uh, so everybody's getting better. They know the way they help us get better is to get better themselves. Right. I'm trying to create that culture throughout our whole system so that our whole franchise organization, as they grow, people will look at an office pride franchisee and they'll say, there's something different about the way they do business or something different about how they think and and they'll be able to see Christ in us right and and Christ will draw people to himself through us uh, that's that's a calling so the future I don't see it as numbers numbers come but I see it as activity impact things like that so at your uh, annual retreat, though, for your office by franchise, you gave a speech on seven pillars for a zooming ahead mindset. What were those seven pillars? Well, uh, how much time do we have? See, I don't know how much. Well, I how, about, how about about 10 minutes to finish everything else up? So you give us a All brief okay. overview. Yeah, yeah. So I did. So I, I you think about Zoom right now. That's the thing, right? Zoom calls, Zoom platform. Everybody's Zooming. Uh, what does Zoom mean? I mean, there are a couple of definitions. We we know like Zoom means to enlarge or to focus in on something, right? If you're taking a picture. Uh, but also Zoom means to advance quickly. And I tend to lean toward that definition. How do we advance quickly? Right now is the time to get out in front of the situation. Uh, there's In the Zoom economy, there's no such thing as cruise control, right? I mean, you, you either got to be moving forward or you're going to be in trouble. And so I decided, I started thinking, what's the critical mindsets that are required to zoom ahead? The zooming ahead mindset, how to capture the potential of future holds. So I come up with seven 
of these for our franchisees. And I'll share those with you real quickly. Uh, first one is uh, it, everything begins with gratitude. So gratitude is the fuel for forward progress. Um, so, you know, we all started out here. I heard Vern Harnish talk about this at CEO Rising. He mentioned uh, that we all uh, started in the same storm, but we were in different boats. And uh, so I, as I started to reflect on that, I got to think, you know, what is it about, we, we are all in the same storm in March, but now we're in different places. We chose to get out of the one big boat and to get in a different boat. And maybe that was because of our industry. But then even from there, we would choose other boats. And I think a lot of that's based on mindset, gratitude, the desire to move forward, to paddle, to work together. Uh, so we like to have a boat that's working well and others are wanting to get in. Uh, and it all begins with uh, gratitude. Uh, the number two I shared a little bit with you guys was to remain calm in crisis and confident in Christ. You know, during crisis, we can either panic or we can pray, right? Panic makes everything worse. Uh, praying, for me, is what brings calm to the storm, helps me see that God's in control, I'm not in control. When I start to think I'm in control and if it ain't going right, then that, that's the reason to panic. So I'd rather see God in control, me right. do my best and trust him with the results. Uh, so uh, I believe in starting a day with prayer and, and giving that day to God. And, and if you start the day with, uh, without prayer, I mean, for me, that's like a, a baseball player running on a ball field without his glove. Mm. I mean, you're not going to be yeah. as effective. It's somewhat dangerous. It's just not the way the, the game is supposed to be played. Um, and uh, number three. So here's see, see how you like this one, guys. Create an exhaustion exhaust plan. So I have to say that uh, two or three times for folks, but this is one I'm really excited about because what I see is a lot of exhaustion out there, uh, especially among leaders. And what is exhaustion? That's a that's a state of like extreme fatigue, right? And what is exhaust? Exhaust means to expel. So let's expel this state. Let's get rid of this state of extreme fatigue. That's an exhaustion exhaust plan. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I just think those are things we should think. Okay, how do I start getting exhaustion? and fatigue out of my life mm. and I come up with like these exhaustion exhaust tips. So one of them, of course, is protect your sleep. I mean, I realized early on, I got to take, I got to get some sleep. Uh, um, God, you know, I mean, if I'm only sleeping three hours a night, uh, I'm not going to be able to lead through this. Right. Number two is surround myself with uh, people who give me energy, not zap my energy. Uh, number three was focus on tasks that I'm good at and the things that um, I'm not, I need to either delegate, uh, automate or eliminate. Right. So um, the fourth one, as far as an exhaustion exhaust tip is to schedule and protect your free time. So I really made a mistake here, guys. You know, I, I, my beautiful wife and I were going on vacation in July that all got canceled. Right. And it was a pretty long vacation. We were really excited about it. And so for me, next thing you know, my calendar just filled up with things to do and work. Mm. Um, and I didn't protect that free time. So we've got to protect our free time, even when we can't travel. Um, my other one is to establish new de decompressing routines because I, I decompressed in my travel I, through the airports on airplanes. 
things like that. That was time for myself. That's been disruptive. I would decompress by going to a ball game to watch the Tampa Bay Rays play and, and that got disrupted. Yeah. So I had to find new decompressing routines. The uh, next one was establish uh, online friendships. And I've done that with some folks that I had didn't know prior. Uh, and, I'm, uh, you know, that's been good. And then finally to ask God to renew your strength, right? David did that. He would ask God to renew his strength. If it worked for David, it can work for us, right? So uh, have an exhaustion, exhaust plan, uh, fix problems. When fixed problems repeat themselves, it creates exhaustion. And as COVID creeps back up and happens again, it's easy for us to slip into exhaustion. Um, number four, I'll, I'll share these last ones quickly, is sharpen your edge. So okay. uh, you remember watching an old Rocky movie? He tried to make a comeback and he'd gone around. He was a celebrity and then he got in the ring. He, he got his butt whooped. And, and I think the manager come up to him and said, hey, you've lost your edge. And we can't do that. Business is the same. If we get lazy, we're going to lose our edge. And so now's not a time to slow down. Now's the time, I believe, to embrace an opportunity to, to speed up and get ahead. Uh, number five is embrace the journey through. Everybody's talking about the other side. Mm -hmm. Everybody's talking about the new normal. It, it's driving me crazy. I, I think the key is to embrace the existing normal. We are in the middle. Yep. And there's so much we can do here in the middle. We don't know what when the other side is going to happen. And the people who are waiting on the other side, they're going to be in trouble and they're going to be behind if they're waiting on it. So right. we're coaching our franchisees, embrace the middle, embrace the through while we're going through this and let's make a difference. And that's been a good mindset for us to have. Uh, number six is avoid comparison traps. Now, this is a tough one. A uh, comparison is, is the enemy of happiness, I believe. It's a thief of joy. Uh, Satan's going to try to get us to compare a lot of people right now to where they used to be. Uh, a lot of folks have lost their jobs. People have lost their businesses. Um, God's got a plan for their life. Uh, but Satan's going to keep reminding them of maybe what they lost. And that comparison is tough. Uh, the key, I think, is what's the potential God has for us right now? compared to where we are, and then start to develop a plan on how to fill that gap. If we're going to do any comparing, let's think about God's potential for us, not about what we have, what we lost, mm. uh, the way things used to be. I mean, things are, are different. And uh, I think comparison is a dangerous thing. And then la uh, lastly, it, the zooming ahead mindset is to choose our traveling companions wisely. We're all on a journey we never expected to be on. Um, yeah. No one expected this. Right. You guys didn't expect it, the listeners. Uh, and, and you know, I had somebody share with me that we need to let God be God and uh, choose our traveling companions wisely. And I was thinking about that is who are our traveling companions? And a lot of people are choosing traveling companions right now, like depression and anxiety. Uh, they're choosing anger or frustration or laziness. Who knows? Uh, a lot of people are choosing media as their traveling companion. Look, as I go on this journey, I don't want that. I, I want my traveling companions to be hope, strategy, um, opportunity, love, uh, for our, to be wisdom and understanding and sound judgment and discretion, right? 
I, I want my travel companions to be people like you guys, people who are trying to do what's right and uh, have a forward mindset. Uh, so I, I think we got to be careful. We teach our franchisees to choose each other because you're walking through this together. Share ideas. Right. Uh, you're not, you don't have to walk through this alone. It's community. So, you're talking community. So let, let's, so, so those, those seven pillars for a zooming ahead mindset, gratitude, remain calm in crisis and calm in calm in crisis and calm in Christ. Confident in Christ. Confident. Wow. Look at that. See, confident. Calm in crisis, confident in Christ. There you go. Create an exhaustion, exhaust plan. Yep. Sharpen your edge. Embrace the journey through. Avoid comparison traps and choose your traveling companions wisely. Uh, Some powerful points, Todd. I, I, we could probably dedicate a whole show to each one of those mm-hmm. points, and maybe we need to. And maybe what we need to do is do one of those with each one of your franchisees who has put those one of those things into practice as we move forward. Todd Hopkins, we're out of time, but I want to say thank you. Thanks for sharing your vision for Office Pride franchise going forward, because I think it's a lot of things. Those seven pillars are, are things that every mm-hmm. business owner can take advantage of, not just Christian business owners, every business owner. Uh, although Christian business owners will get it better. But uh, thank you, Todd Hopkins, for sharing from your heart today. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, it's always a joy to hang out with you guys. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Hey, I want to make sure I put this plug in, officepridefranchise.com. But ultimately, I work for him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at I Work For Him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at I Work For Him and online iworkforhim.com. I work the number number four, him.com.